Hi there, and thank you for tuning into The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of The Social Circus for 2023. This is episode 85, and I am your host, Sarah Thompson, and I'm so thrilled that you've chosen to tune in and listen to The Social Circus for one last time for the year. If you are listening to this on catch up, it's going to all be really seamless for you. But if you are one of my live listeners that tunes in every Wednesday when the episode drops, um, I'm sorry to say that you're going to have to live without me for a little bit of time because over Christmas, we always take a break from our podcast and we will be turning on Wednesday, the 10th of January. So it is about a four week break from podcast episodes. But what I would love to encourage you to do is jump back onto my website, go to my podcast page have a look at some past episodes that you might have missed. Um, have a look for some on specific topics that might help you. But we are going to be closed here at Online Social Butterfly HQ. We're having some time off. We've got lots of family visiting us from the UK um, and we're going to be all enjoying a lovely summer holidays here in Perth. So um, if you are listening to this live, I hope you'll be OK without me. And I would strongly encourage you to go back and listen to some past episodes. As I said, this is episode 85, which means there are a huge back catalogue of episodes for you to tune into and listen to. And remember, I love to keep them short and sweet. They're usually about 20 minutes long, so you can pop them in and catch up and binge over the summer holidays without me. And I'll be coming back strong to get you kickstarted into some motivation for 2024. But for today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about goal setting and planning, because that is something that I'm seeing all over my social media. And it's something as small businesses, if I'm really honest, I don't think we do very well. And the reason I say that is we tend to bump along and we just go from one thing to the next without much plan, without much focus. And what that can often mean is that we may be set and in particular financial goals that are really unrealistic for our business. And what I love to do when it comes to goal setting is I love to do a review of what is what has just occurred. So my preference is I for some reason, I don't know why, but in Australia, we obviously run our financial year July to June. Um, but I tend to do my goal setting as a calendar year, mainly because that is the momentum and energy that I feel sits inside my business. Um, I love starting January as a fresh new year. I feel like we bring fresh energy and lots of enthusiasm. And coming down to December at the moment, most of us are feeling pretty tired and exhausted. And if I was midway through my goals, I feel like I would have lost a little bit of momentum. So the first thing you need to do is decide how you want to set your goals. As I said, I set them on calendar years. You can set them for financial years. And if you are new in business, you may wish to set goals quarterly so you can work towards them. So one of the things that I want to say to you is your goals need to be realistic. And we've all heard of that smart goal and setting that and understand what that means. But one of the things that I often see people do is they set huge goals for themselves, which I'm always in favor of setting those kind of goals that make us make us feel uncomfortable, those goals that make us feel a little bit nervous and a little bit excited. But there is no point in setting a goal that you have no chance of achieving. So if, for example, your business is, say, turning over 100,000 and you set yourself a goal for next year to turn over a million, that is a huge stretch for you and your business. Now, it is possible to do it, okay? Particularly if you have an online digital product based business, it is possible to scale at a much quicker rate than a traditional business model. 
But what I want to say to you is, what did it look like year on year? So when you are setting your goals, looking at the current year to see how you performed and to see how things went is a really good place to start. Now, I like to do a combination of, I, I often dive into Zero, which is my accounting software, and this is the place that I start. Now, I love to look at numbers in all sorts of different ways. So what we should be looking for is we should be looking for things that appear in our profit and loss or our P&L statement. These are easily reports that are easily taken out of your Zero or your accounting software and are a really good place to start because they tell us in a snapshot how things are going. Now, if you have been in business for more than a year and you have been using the same accounting software, it is really possible to build reports that show year on year, like I could pull out the last five years in my business. And there are a few reasons that I want to see that. So first of all, if I have big dreams for my business for next year, say I wanted to grow by 30% next year, I would be wanting to look at how much should I grow this year versus last year and the year before. If I am growing at a consistent 30% each year, then that is reasonable to expect that I could potentially grow my business at the same rate for next year. However, if I've only had like my business has been flat or I've had very marginal growth, I really need to dive into how I think I'm going to achieve that growth in the following year that in which I'm going to be tracking. So your first step is to dive in and look at the numbers. And if this is something that is not comfortable for you, I want to encourage you to get confident with it. So if you don't have a bookkeeper or accountant in your business, your first port of call is to find those two professionals. And if you don't know who to use, um, ask your other friends in business for referrals, because if they are using someone's services and they are happy with them, it is highly likely they're going to perform really well for you. Now, if you're not sure how a bookkeeper and an accountant work, they do have some overlap, but your accountant tends to be your kind of business advisor that might prepare all of your returns for you. Um, they might do some business analysis. They might project into your business and give you some advice on how things are performing. Um, they tend to be a higher cost. OK, you can get bookkeepers that will look at the day to day operations of your business and they can do as much or as little as you like. So they can do things like run your pay and salaries. They can do your BAS submission for you. They can look at your numbers, pay your bills, all of those kind of things. And it really depends on what you want to do. A good bookkeeper will also keep you in front of your numbers so that you feel confident about them. Regardless of whether or not you have a bookkeeper, an accountant or no one, you have to understand the numbers in your business. It is not okay to tell yourself, I'm not good at maths, I don't understand accounting and I don't understand the numbers in my business. Because two things are going to happen there. One, you are not going to understand how you achieve your goals in your business because you don't understand the financials. And two, when you go to outsource, you are at the mercy of those professionals like bookkeepers and accountants, and it, they prefer you to understand your numbers. So if you're not confident, ask some questions. This year, I've spent a lot of time with my beautiful accountant, Emma, having a chat to her about some of the things that we have changed within our business. And I'm kind of embarrassed that I've been with her for quite a long time and not bother to ask her lots of questions when she is so incredibly knowledgeable and always happy to share her knowledge with me. So keep in mind, these people are our professionals that are here to help and guide us. And if you feel embarrassed, you need to just ask questions until you feel that you understand what is going on. So a little bit of a lecture on outsourcing and using professionals. Let's talk your numbers in your business. I want you to look at and I love to break these down and you can, depending on how well you have your accounting software set up, this may be easy for you to do or you may need to go over to a spreadsheet and transpose some information in there. But your first thing you want to look at is your gross revenue or your total sales. 
Now, this is always really, really helpful because it tells us how much money is coming into our business. And this is a key indicator of things like growth, of things like cash flow. Now, that number in and of itself can can be really useless. And what I would encourage you to do is look into it a little bit further. In my accounting software, Zero, I have my revenue broken down into my different revenue streams. So I have things like coaching, online courses. Um, I have web management services that we still have um, as part of our business. And then I have things like training. So I think I have about six different items that I allocate my sales to. Now, again, what I want to be looking at with those numbers is where is the growth coming from and at what rate is the growth coming from? So in my business, my digital products have pretty much doubled from last year and they doubled from the year before. So um, it's fair to say that area of my business is the fastest growing. And I look at those numbers to see what is happening. And then I like to drill down even more to see what are the two biggest selling products in my business. So I know what those bad boys are and I put my love and energy into those because that is what creates most of the revenue in my business. So if you are not across that kind of information, then I strongly encourage you to dive in and look at that because it's really easy. And I actually had this in a case in a goal setting on my retreat. One of the ladies runs a couple of businesses and she has moved her focus into one and out of the other two. Now her top line sales are flat. Okay, so that might mean that she's not getting any growth. But what she has actually done is doubled the sales in one of her businesses and reduced it in the others. Now, that is because she moved her energy into that business. So that is great for her because it means the future growth of that business is really positive. But if she hadn't delved into the numbers, she could have felt really average and thinking, I've worked really hard this year and I've not had any growth. But she has. But the top line number might not tell you that. So dig into the numbers. And I kind of like to use it as a little bit of a follow my nose as to that's performing really well. Why is that the case? What did I do behind that? And for those of you who know me personally, you know that I make a joke that spreadsheets are my love language. I love putting numbers in there. I love formulas. I love understanding. I love seeing how things work. I love doing projections, particularly on when I'm doing digital product launches to see how I think I can perform. So I'm always driven by that. It might not be your thing, but you need to understand your numbers. Now, the flip side of our business is that there is no point in having a really big revenue business if it is not profitable. Okay, so I want you to ask yourself, um, have a look at your expenses and have a look at those to see how things went, because if you are not making a profit, you are it doesn't matter what your sales are. You are not going to be able to support yourself and your family and your lifestyle. That's just the reality of it. So, again, dive into your numbers and have a look at what your expenses look like. I know that in my business, my expenses continue to rise because things like um, my um, software that I use, Simplera, is based on the size of my database. So every time my database grows, I seem to go up in how much I spend with them. So that is just a cost of doing business. Um, One of the things that I love to do over the Christmas break, and this is something that I do personally and professionally, is I love to review my costs. And so with that in mind, I go through my business credit card, which is where most of your recurring payments come from. And I ask myself, am I using this and am I getting value from it? And I don't care if it costs me. Let's just use Canva as an example. I pay that annually, but I think it's about $16 a month. Now, that in and of itself does not sound like a lot of money. Okay, $16 a month. you, You know, it's pennies on the dollar, really. But Every one of those $16 a month adds up and my recurring expenses in terms of subscriptions sits at about $700 a month. Okay, so you can see how that adds up really quickly to quite a lot of money. 
So I want to ask myself, am I getting value from those? I actually sat down this morning because I knew that I had um, a payment due, an annual payment due on one of my expenses and um, my subscriptions. And I just simply wasn't getting the value from it. I'm not using it. I dived into use it this morning for the first time in three months. So I'm paying $29 a month annually because it was a discount. So that is not good value to my business. So I want to encourage you again to look at your numbers. If you are so overwhelmed by this, and I actually heard this is a strategy recommended on someone who's a money coach. She said, cancel your credit card and see what bounces. Because that is, if you are not on top of your business costs, that's a really quick way for you to work out what the hell's coming out. Because then you will start to see, you'll start to get these emails saying your payment failed because you canceled your credit card. And that will then force you to look at your costs and decide, is this worth it? Am I paying the right amount for it? Now, this year has been a pretty tough year for many of us in business. And I know that that growth can have been really hard at the top line level in terms of sales revenue. And with that in mind, if that has been a hard year for you, the first thing you should look at is A, how do you increase your sales? But B, how do you reduce your costs? And like I said, this is something I love doing over Christmas. I do it in my personal life as well. I drive my family insane because I'm so mean with streaming services. Um, at the beginning of this year, we had six or four people. Um, it's just not that many people watching TV. So I cancelled them all. And we have this rule now that we're only allowed to have one streaming service at a time. We have snuck into two because it's summer and there's cricket and we often have rugby on stand. But all of those costs add up and again it's not $15 a month for Netflix it is what you pay annually and if you have six services accidentally again those costs can get away from you and remember in life and in business we are here to be living our best life and so the money that we have to do that is really really important and if I'm wasting some of that money on a bunch of streaming services I'm not using that is not me living my best life so feel free to be really brutal to cut everything out and see when I, I actually cancelled all of our streaming services in March this year and I waited to see who said to me in my family, why don't we have this service? And it took about a month. So I actually had none for a month. And then I added and, and I make people switch out. And I'm like, well, if you want to have Netflix, we cancel Stan. And I think that's a really prudent way to manage your money. This year in my business and my personal life, I've really taken control of my finances and the more we look after those, and my grandma would love this, the more we look after the pennies, the easier the pounds are to look after themselves. And this is true of everything. But in our business, it is so important because you know how hard you work to bring in those sales revenue. And if you are just throwing it away on costs that are not adding value to your business, that is not a good, you're not doing, taking good control of your finances. So please keep that in mind as something you want to consider. The other thing I want you to consider when you are setting your goals and reviewing your finances is the other aspects of your finances that you might not often review. Now, this kind of is where as a business, it blurs with our personal life. So I want you to think about some goals that you would like to set yourself personally that will overlap into your business finances. And let me give you some information that you should really consider. In your business, you need to be paying yourself a wage. And I don't care how small that is, but you need to be taking consistent revenue out of your business. Um, both my husband and I work in our business and we are both paid a salary at a regular predictable rate. And that means that we are able to support ourselves and live our life without the uncertainty of knowing how much money we're going to draw out. So if you're currently taking drawings, please consider moving to a wage scenario so that you know that 
even if you just took a nominal amount like a hundred dollars a week you have to be consistent with that you cannot run your personal life with the unpredictability of drawings okay so consider that speak to your accountant i am not qualified to give you advice on this but i am qualified to say ask the questions and ask yourself is this how you want to live your life because if you start drawing a wage now it will grow with your business and your revenue now on that note with wages and salaries the other thing you want to do is again this is just the strategies i use in my business is you want multiple bank accounts for your business so first of all and your bookkeeper or accountant will tell you this you run your business through your business bank accounts you do not run any personal transactions through those that is a given but the other thing I want you to consider is having multiple bank accounts for your business. So in my business, I have a superannuation account. So the money when we pay ourselves gets transferred into that automatically. I have a GST and PAYG tax account. And again, um, the money gets transferred into that weekly. And then when I submit my BAS, the money is sitting there for me to make that transfer. Now, that again is a process that I've set up this year. I just used to have one big slushy bank account. And I thought I had lots of money and I wasn't putting enough aside for things like my GST and my PAYG. And now I look at my bank accounts and I have three separate bank accounts that are really clear. Again, if you speak to a bookkeeper, they will have different advice appropriate for you and your business. But what you want to make sure of is that you can see your money, see what is allocated and see what is there for you to use and spend. That is really, really important. Now, the other thing I want you to consider is as a small business owner, particularly if you're based in Australia, we have no financial obligation to pay ourselves superannuation, which can seem like a really great idea because you get to take home more money. But what I want you to think about is that we, as we get older, if we have not been contributing to our superannuation, that is going to be a problem for us. So I would encourage you again to make a contribution, preferably through your business, so it's an expense. But again, speak to your bookkeeper accountant about the best way to do this. But again, even making nominal contributions every week are going to help you when you kind of get to that time of retirement that you have been putting aside for your superannuation. So those might be goals that you set yourself for next year. If this is not what you've been doing, set yourself a goal, have a look and talk to your accountant about what you could pay yourself regularly. Can you pay yourself some superannuation? Are you putting your money aside for your tax and GST? These are goals that I think are really important to set and that we can really overlook because we're so focused on the prize of, I want to grow my revenue. And that is really, really important because it facilitates things like being able to draw a wage, being able to pay our superannuation. So I really want to challenge you because I know that the statistics are brutal, particularly for women in business, female entrepreneurs. We don't have enough superannuation. We're not contributing to our future. And we need to get in front of making sure we allocate money according to the commitments that we're going to have to have. So with your goals and we set financial goals, those are some of the goals that I want you to consider. Now, um, I also want you to think about now that you have reviewed your, your financials for this year and hopefully the last two years, if that is possible, I want you to then ask yourself, like, how do you feel right now? Because I can tell you right now, I've had a pretty good year this year, but I feel exhausted at the moment. I am like limping in to Friday, which is the last day of business for us, the 8th of December. And I can't wait to have that three week break to kind of step away from my business to recoup my energy. Now, with that in mind, um, is it realistic that I want to double the size of my business next year? Maybe, maybe not, because it's going to mean I have to work hard. I probably need to add people to my team and I probably need to add some extra expenses, which is going to hit my cash flow. So I want you to critically assess how much have you done this year and therefore what is your capacity moving forward next year? 
because um, I am not setting a goal to double my business revenue next year. I think I would absolutely kill myself and I would be too exhausted and it's likely to have a detrimental impact on myself and my family and maybe even my health. So I've set my goal really realistically for next year and I want you to think about the same thing as how do you feel right now and therefore with that in mind, what is realistic for you to set as a goal for your business for next year? Now, that is a really key thing because your goals are your goals. It makes no difference to anyone else what you do, but I want you to go into next year feeling enthused. Like if I said I'm going to double my revenue next year, I think I would start to feel panicked already of like, what is that going to ask of me to do in my business? And I think the price is too high. Whereas if I said to myself, I want to, I want to probably grow by about 30 or 40%, I can totally do that. That feels very comfortable, very achievable. So I do want you to think about how do you feel right now? How realistic is it for you to set such a big goal for next year? And ask yourself, how are you going to do that? And how are you going to work it out? Now, if this has kind of got your juices flowing, which I sincerely hope it has, I will put a link in the show notes to a goal setting class that I'm going to be running on. And it's going to be in January. It is going to be on Tuesday, the 2nd of January, a full day online goal setting and planning workshop. Now, this is really designed to help you put your best foot forward into the new year. So I'd love to have you come along to this. As I said, I'll put a link to it in my show notes. You can book it now. And you um, if you book it before the 13th, oh, 13th, 16th of December, there is an early bird discount on the tickets. If you cannot attend it live because it is on from nine till three in my time zone, which is Perth, Western Australia, um, the sessions are recorded. So feel free to book and you'll get the recording sent out to you that same afternoon. I'm really looking forward to this. It's something that I do in my business every year. Um, the ladies in my mastermind do it. And I know that it, it's what really creates the difference between having dreams and making them a reality. So I hope you've got lots of juicy ideas from today. I've certainly given you a fair bit of homework to do while I am on um, on my hiatus from my podcast. And I just want to take this little moment to say thank you so much to you for listening to my podcast. Um, last week when the Spotify wrapped came out and people tagged me as their top podcast, I can't even describe how that felt. Um, for those of you who know me, I'm just Sarah. Yes, I run a really successful business, but I'm the human being behind this. And my business is my absolute baby. And I pour my heart and soul into it. And when you share that I am your favorite podcast for 2023, I maybe shed a little tear because I felt so privileged that you turned to me for your advice, that you listen to me so consistently and you support my business. For that, I am super grateful. And I wanted to take this time to thank you as my regular listeners. I see some of you tag me on your stories on Insta saying this is your weekly listening on a Wednesday. I hope you'll be okay without me for our break um, over the Christmas. Remember lots of episodes to catch up on. And as my final word, I want to say to you, please take some downtime over the Christmas period for you and your business. If you can't have a longer break like I'm having, at least take a few days off, step away from your business, step away from your socials and allow you to recoup some of your energy so you start fresh in 2024. So on that note, I wish you and your family a really safe and Merry Christmas. Um, enjoy if you're in Australia or down under in the Southern Hemisphere. Have a fantastic summer break. For those in your winter, I hope it's not too chilly, but I am jealous because it has been snowing in the UK. It looks gorgeous. Um, to all of you, thank you for listening. And remember, I will be back um, next year 
first episode drops on the 10th of January. And again, we'll resume our weekly schedule then. So I really look forward to connecting with you again in the new year. Until then, stay safe and thank you for tuning into The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning into The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.